0: Alex Magleby here, CEO and co founder of the New England Free Jacks, and you're watching The Jacks Rangers Show.
1: Huzzah, friends! Let's ride.
2: Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. The best free Jacks content on the internet. I am broadcasting from beautiful Manchester, New Hampshire, here at the Granite Outpost. What a win against the New Orleans Gold. Once again, proving that New Orleans is, in fact, fool's gold. It feels good to be good, Rangers. We've said that all season long. And what an amazing bounce back win for our free Jacks at home at Fort Quincy. Still Undefeated at Fort Quincy. Let's get right into this episode. It is jam packed. Here we go, baby. Huzzah! Woo! Saddle Up Rangers, it's time to ride into episode 43, presented by Storm Along American Hard Cider, We're calling this one the king. This is episode 43, so we're calling this one the king because number one, Richard Petty drove the 43 car, but also the Free Jacks are the king of Major League Rugby right now with the best record, the most points, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. It's a little awkward, I must say, with this team being so good and we'll talk about this a little bit more in the Outriders episode, but the branding of the king doesn't sit well with the free jacks with a team that is humble hungry and hardworking but here we are rangers we find our team in first place looking like world beaters against the deflated new orleans gold fool's gold if you will we've got our biggest rival coming into town here to Fort Quincy. The New Jersey Old Blacks are coming in. The Old Blacks uh, with their Walker and their wheelchair coming into Fort Quincy. But I wanted to talk about Storm Along American Hard Cider just a little bit here. Storm Along Cider, Real Craft Hard Cider made in Massachusetts. All of their ciders are made with 100% high quality, fresh pressed, locally sourced apples. Taste the Storm Along difference and get your hands on some today. Use promo code TJRS for 10% off of your first only Online order at their website, stormalong.com, or check out their locator to find realtors near you. Keep in mind that they do sell Stormalong Unfiltered at Fort Quincy for $5 a piece, which is a fantastic deal. It's a fantastic product. I'll give you the lineup before we proceed. First up, we've got Bozo 6 Rapid Reactions and Picks. Then we'll have the Outrider segments, which include the NOLA review and the New Jersey preview. Finally, we'll round everything out with the Johnston brothers uh, Alex and Joe Johnston free Jacks through and through are on this episode really enjoyed talking to what we're calling the smash brothers hopefully that nickname will stick and hopefully we'll have both of those guys back in a free Jacks uniform next year really enjoyed talking to them and then we'll close up shop as we always do here at the Jacks Rangers show after that and we'll get you out of here but hang tight as we storm along into the Bozo 6 rapid reactions and picks segment right now here on the Jacks rangers show presented by storm along american howard cider huzzah baby huzzah rangers this is phil harris again here at the jack's rangers show i am joined at by our buddy here bozo six Bozo, how the hell are you
3: i'm storming right along four and two Me in too. uh round 17 oh little red skies let's go hey support the boys you know what it is oh storm yeah storm along it's storm the best, uh, best five dollars you can spend at the game i don't care I what i agree
2: yeah you can't
3: change my mind
2: I agree, man. Listen, uh, the Free Jacks are on a roll right now. Obviously, had that trip up with uh, Toronto, but um, historical record record Brady, breaking thirteen wins for the Free Jacks this season. We've got one more regular season game. Super proud of them. Let me go ahead and share my screen so we can get into the rapid reactions here. Uh, da, da, there Hell we go. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good game. I had a good time, man. It was a good yeah, day. It was good seeing you there. Uh, you came up to section five where all the rowdy boys are and hung out with us for a little bit. So that was cool. Oh, yeah. Can't stay there too long, though. You guys are too rowdy for me. Just kidding. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Legendary let's talk- up there. It is There's a lot of chanting uh, going on, a lot of stomping of the feet. Uh, we always have a good time clapping of the hands as well. Um, let's talk about Old Glory D.C. at home in Leesburg, Virginia, losing with a big scoreline, 49-59 to 59 against the New Jersey Old Blacks.
3: Yeah, uh, speaking of records, our, we set a record for 13 wins, as you mentioned, but this uh, broke the record for most points scored overall in a game. Yeah. Um, so Zero finally defense. the Dallas Jackals get yeah. get off of that, get off of that ledger. Yep. Um, you know, I was bummed about this one. I thought that, you know, I thought that DC would, I was hoping that they would pip them just to kind of make it so they had so New Jersey would have to go back down to the snake pit. Mm-hmm. Um realistically, you know, we got that bye week. We're going right to the Eastern Conference final it's either going to be New York and Atlanta, but I just want whatever the away team is in that game to win. That yes. way they just have to travel twice in a row.
2: Love that. So. Yeah. Same here, man. Um, you know, obviously we have New Jersey uh, in the regular season game. That means nothing to the free Jacks other than just pride and, and beating and sweeping rather um, the New Jersey team. Mm-hmm. And it's at mm-hmm. Fort Quincy. So we'll have to see what happens there, but let's talk about the Austin Gill um Jabril, Excuse me. Austin Jabronis at home, excuse me, winning 44 to 28 against the San Diego Legion.
3: Yeah. This was my other upset pick of the week. These are my two losses. I picked DC to upset uh, the dirt peckers, Mm -hmm. the old blacks, the semifinalists, whatever we're calling them this week. It don't matter, you know, dealer's choice on that one. Um, the Jabronis, hey, man, back to their, their freaking try-scoring ways. I still believe they do have the most tries out of any other team in, in MLR. Uh, they're just a try-fest, man, and they, went, they got back to their try-scoring ways. They've had a couple of droughts the last couple of weeks, and they took down San Diego. So, bummer, dude. 0-2 on the upset picks.
2: Uh, well, hey, that's all right, man. You're still you're uh, well above 500 overall with your record. We need to get that update going so at some point soon. But uh, you're I'll recalculate. It.
3: I don't I don't know what it is off the top of my head.
2: Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Utah Warriors at home losing to the L.A. Gilweenies. This was 32 39. Yeah, I've been saying it for weeks, man. The Gilweenies marching their way. They're still on the top of the
3: West. Um, this one was interesting though. It was a really fun game to watch. I, I caught uh, most of it. It was a really a back-and-forth seesaw battle, and, and the Guiltinis pretty much just had the final say. Utah fought hard at home, uh, nothing to play for, just to, just to kind of play spoiler, hang their hat, get a signature win closing out the season. They, they have hit a much better form, and, and they actually split the difference with the Guiltinis this season anyway. They skinned them earlier this year. So, hey, man, it was a good one. Bummer, though. I picked the Guillotinis to win though, so it gets me in the win. There you go, double in the column, So Yeah,
2: another win for you. Uh, even though it's a it's a loss for everybody else that, that hates the Guillotinis. Um, let's talk about Atlanta at home beating the Toronto Arrows thirty four to twenty three. Dude, I was
3: uh, on the edge of my seat with this one. I was like scratching my head, pulling what remains of my hair out. Like <laughs> it was twenty one to seven or something like that, or t- sorry, twenty three to seven at some point. And then um, ATL stormed back and it was 23 21 a half. And then they scored another uh, 13 points and, and they pretty much just went. I'm trying to do the math 34. So 27 unanswered or something like that to end the game. And it's like, it seems that, um, you know, the Arrows beating us last week yes, uh, or in round 16, you know, they were on a good form and they had three halves of outstanding rugby, playing two of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. And the gas is finally out of the tank in Toronto. Yeah. So Ar- oh, well. arrows
2: down for them and their playoff hopes. Uh, they come to a screeching halt. Uh, let's talk about the Seattle Seawolves at home against the Houston Sabercats, 43 to 36. Now Houston losing this game, but in the process they have uh, basically got, punched their ticket to the playoffs.
3: Yeah. So because they hit, they nailed, I think it was like the 81st minute last play of the game. Uh, forget who the, the kicker for them was, but he drained a penalty And that put them within seven, got them the losing two bonus points. And that was enough on the table to secure them third place in the West. Really disappointing. It's so weird to celebrate a loss and like embrace each other. But, hey, you know, I picked them. I picked Seattle to win. I said that they would have a strong performance at home. They needed a strong performance if they were going to try to make the playoffs. So they did everything they needed to do. They got five points. They did the best they could do. But unfortunately – that uh, your squeaky bum time they mm-hmm. gave up a penalty and let the sabercats steal that one off of them so congratulations at least steal the to the playoff spot
2: yeah congratulations to houston man a long suffering franchise in this league been around since the beginning and this is their first uh trip to the playoffs so good on them let's makes move. the less interesting brother it does they, i think i believe they split their series with both the jabronis and the gilweedies mm-hmm. so and anybody's hey, game out there. at West. Houston can play spoilers, man. It wouldn't it be wild if we played them in the finals, if we get there, of course, that would be an interesting matchup. No, so, something that nobody would have predicted in the preseason, except for us saying that the, you know, the, the free Jacks were really good when nobody else believed us or was thinking the same thing, by the way, the only people that believe in the free Jacks is this team and the Jacks Rangers show. I don't know why I'm going on that rant, but it deserves to be said at some point. Um, Let's talk about the. I'm New all England about Freejacks. that
3: red. I love that red.
2: <laughs> the New England Free Jacks winning big at Fort Quincy against New Orleans Gold, fifty-seven to five. And you were there. Yeah, I was there. What an
3: absolute tri-fest. Uh Nola just wasn't clicking. I thought that they were going to put up a far stronger fight than this. Uh, really scratching our head. You've said this, I think, at least half a dozen times mm-hmm. that they, they signed their their. Was it? It's not. Um, Kane Thompson. Their yes. coach, right? It, yes. They signed him to a two-year deal. I don't know why. This is the second week in a row that Noah got the brakes beat off him. Uh, Fifty caps for MLR for Cam Dolan, though. That was pretty cool. On their final try, he tried to hit the extras to get onto the score sheet. It it went wide right, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, man, it was an overall. It was a great game. I, I loved being there. It was perfect uh, weather. A far cry, far cry from our home match, our opening home match against uh, Toronto Aeros in no March. So
2: yeah. It was unbelievable I, out there. It wasn't too warm, thank goodness. I mean, if, if you recall, I don't know if you were at the game at uh, Fort Union Point last year, it was like 95 degrees. The I hope we do not see that. Obviously, we're going to make our way into the playoffs, here and it's going to get warmer and warmer. I do not want to see that uh, warm of a game. That was awful. But the well, weather well, was We got good. one
3: more results to go over bishop Hendricken, 52 ah, New yes. Hampshire youth rugby 20 yeah, i was like what are you talking about but, <laughs> but yeah, the team were- got beat down pretty good but it was a great day of rugby uh great to see both clubs uh new hampshire youth rugby used to be Anaskeg, has been in existence since 1998 since 2000 rebooting after the pandemic a long storied history of playing each other so it was a great day hosted by the free jacks thank you very much for having us it's awesome yeah
2: Uh, The the result didn't go your way, but uh, it's so cool that you're uh, committed to coaching youth rugby. You know, obviously we're doing a charity here with the Jack Stranger Show where I'm going out my mullet for the sole purpose of giving funds to uh, the Massachusetts Youth Rugby Organization. And maybe next year we'll do something specifically with New Hampshire youth rugby. Yeah, sounds great, man. Can't wait. All right, let's move over to the final round in the regular season, round 18. The first one here in front of me is Atlanta at home against New Orleans. Who you got?
3: Yeah, I'm going to pick Atlanta in this one. So unlike us, this game does mean something for them. I think that NOLA still has a strong team despite getting beat down. Matt Harmon was back in the lineup. Cam Dolan's always dangerous. And I think if they click, they can put a lot of points on the board. And you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that Rugby ATL and Dirt Peckers both sit at the table on 52 points. That's right. Um, Atlanta gets them on aggregate but that mm-hmm. essentially means that if one of these teams loses they're they're automatically the away team for the playoffs um yes. that sucks so i'm sure that they're that will be on their mind and also it will be how sad would it be if you're equal with your you know your future opponent for the for the playoffs and then mm-hmm. you only got 4 points because you didn't get a bonus point and they got the bonus point win edging you and getting home field so it's all to play for for ATL so I don't think they'll be resting anybody. I think they're going to go look out and look to do much like we did to Nola and just beat the brakes off of them to get that five pointer, to give themselves the best possible chance to get that home.
2: I'm hoping that, well, I guess it really doesn't matter one way or the other. Um, I would love to see New Jersey having to go to Atlanta for that first playoff game and then having beating them and then traveling to Fort Quincy and, and getting the brakes beat off of them. We're going to roll them boys if that's the case, um, and we find ourselves in the championship. That would be my ideal scenario, I think, because it would just be so sweet to beat your arch rival in the playoffs. We make fun of them and call them the semifinalists. But if we beat them in that scenario, it will just be the icing on the cake for the whole year. But uh, I'm I want kind them of big, to
3: lose at Atlanta. That way we can upgrade their name to the quarterfinalists.
2: There you go. quarter. Yeah, the the world-famous New Jersey quarterfinalists love it love yes. it let's skip over our game here next one up is Houston at home against the jabronis of Austin so much like i I'm going to pick the jabronis in this one um Houston
3: no longer they're already in the playoffs they can't really change their situation um and this is interesting too because now they're they might play each other on back-to-back weekends okay. um, which is wild so they're they're playing them at home but I don't think that they can't overtake them for second only Austin can overtake the Gilweenies for first. Yes. And so I, again, just like Atlanta, that's going to be very much in the jabronis mind. They score a lot of tries. I think they found their form again. Um, look for the jabronis to go into a Viva stadium and take one from the SaberCats.
2: All right. Next up would be Dallas at home, looking to avoid a winless season against the Utah warriors.
3: Yeah, I don't see them avoiding the winless season unless the Utah Warriors roll out the academy side. And even then, I'm picking the Warriors by foe at nice. least. So if it's Utah Warriors Academy versus Dallas Jackals, I'm still picking the Warriors by foe.
2: Okay. Um, so York Line Stadium, I was just there last week. Very nice place. Uh, the result on the field kind of sucked, but it was uh, really nice to be there. I will say that. This is the Toronto Arrows, of course, um, at home against Old Glory, D.C.
3: Yeah, this one's actually a really tough one to pick. I have no idea, man, because Toronto was coming off some great form, but ran out of gas last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and both are not playoff teams. OGDC just wants to get a dub. You know, we're Americans on this show, Phil, so I'm going to back OGDC in this one, <laughs> just right. just cause. But I, I think this one, this one's probably the biggest coin flip of the weekend. It just depends because no, both teams nothing to play for, and yeah.
2: Oh God bless America! In that case, it is Memorial Day. Huh? Um, yeah. Let's talk about um, LA Gilweenies at home at the empty uh, Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum against the Seattle Seawolves.
3: Yeah, I'm going to take the Gilteenies. Um, no, I think they're just the better side. Seattle can no longer make the playoffs, so they're just going to probably run out there to try to have some fun. But again, it's a, it's a tight race at the top of the West, and I don't think they, you know in the Gilcrest Bowl or whatever the hell the Gilweenies want that buy mm-hmm. and and they're going to know that the Jabronis are going to want it too so you know they're going to put it all out there yep yep
2: yeah um Gosh, I would love Seattle to just uh, play a little bit of spoilers there and get a win at the end of the season, but it will be very difficult against the Gil as it always is. All right, yeah. so June 3rd, which is a Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, round 18, the final regular season game at Fort Quincy, our New England Free Jacks against New Jersey Old Blacks. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to take the Free Jacks, but, comma, but –
3: if we lost, I wouldn't be bummed. Yeah. I Rest mean, our it, guys cause it, it really, you know, I hate to say it doesn't matter because for the players that are playing in the game, it's absolutely going to matter. Mm-hmm. We have a really um, deep squad. As we've explained many times on this show, there's going to be good players that we have that are left out of the 23 yep. uh, come playoff time. And this might be, their kind of championship final this might be their last chance to get out there and get some minutes in a free jacks jersey and not be standing around by the ticket booth or doing all the other you know stuff that players probably don't you know players are players are there to play um so i think that regardless of the side that gets selected to play our free jacks are to come out there and look to smash them and just like you said if this was like Dallas Jackals or, you know, some other meaningless team where there's this is the biggest rivalry for us, regardless, yes. it doesn't matter what the record is, what time of year it is, what's on the line. It's it's oh, no, the scoreboard's blank and we're looking to smash these dudes and just put them away. So how can you not back the free jacks on this one, man?
2: I agree. Listen, you know, you're not a you're not a true Free Jacks fan if you say that New Jersey is going to win this game, regardless of the lineup that we happen to play with or what experimental tactics we have in this game. It's essentially a throwaway game. It matters to the fans that we beat New Jersey at home regardless of the situation. So, yeah, I'm, I'm back in the Free Jacks 100% on this one. I would be shocked if we didn't have different starters in this game than last game. I expect Scott Matthew to do a little uh, playing around, if you will, with the, the lineup. But uh, we'll just have to see. It's going to be – you know, the last regular season game, nothing to play for for the Free Jacks. It's going to be very interesting to see the 23 that gets announced for our Free Jacks in this scenario. But hoping that they win the game. Obviously, uh, we'll be talking some mad shit on this show. Oh, um, yeah. If we sweep New Jersey, guys, uh, we're, we're going to be dancing on their grave for <laughs> a week at least. It'll be fantastic. Uh, and with okay, speak- that hold yep, on good.
3: speaking of that speaking of that thank you for everybody that came out on memorial day weekend i hope that everybody you know thought long and hard about everyone that's given their life for this country uh it's important stuff and thank you to the free jacks for running a great memorial day uh absolutely. themed kind of festival mm-hmm. at the game i thought that that was really awesome thank you so much sorry i didn't I mean agree. to cut you off there no, I just good, man. To throw that out there big yeah guy.
2: absolutely we're recording this on Memorial day. So absolutely. I, I agree a thousand percent with what you're saying there, my friend. Um, and with that being said, we're going to go ahead and exit this segment in three, two, one. Huzzah. Huzzah. Woo. Woo! Huzzah Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jack's Rangers show. I am joined this time around with Dave McVay. Dave's back from his wedding. How the hell are you?
0: I am doing very well. Uh, happy to report that Tennessee is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right where we left it. Uh, yeah, it's great. Sure. Yeah, it was uh, honestly the weather was really, really nice. Um, huh. Not too humid for the south. Pretty, pretty, you know, pretty standard. Uh, it's good, good walking around, getting Hawaiian ice kind of weather.
2: Nice, nice, perfect. Yeah, there's a place uh, that's popped up all around the south called um, Pelicans, and it's okay. an excellent like, yeah, um, uh, like the um, shaved ice place. Delicious have to have it if you're down south what was your impressions of the game
0: uh it was a hoot um had a really good time had some guests there with us my uh Mm -hmm. in-laws craig and shelly joined us and it was their first rugby game they've come to you know my games years ago it's been a really long time Mm -hmm. uh for them so it was a new experience um my mother in law said she still has no idea what's going on, but the, <laughs> she had a great time. Uh, she was born on the 4th of July. She's okay. very patriotic. Uh, my father in law uh, served in the Navy for years. Mm-hmm. So for them, it was kind of a natural fit for, as to right. which match to come to. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother in law loved all the red, white, and blue. We all wore, you know, red, white, and blue stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter had star spangled tights, you know, to nice. really tie everything together. Uh, but we had a great time. Um, it was a really good atmosphere. Fireworks at the end were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, caught a little bit of the high school rugby before with New Hampshire. Youth yes. rugby coached, yep. you know, by Chris, our of friend. Course, yeah. And um, Bishop Hendricken uh duking it out. High scoring game. I think it was about like 70 or 80 points scored in that game. Yeah,
2: that's right. I think it was um, 20 to 50, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of scoring there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it was fun. It was a, made for a great day.
2: I agree. Um, So Caitlin and I went to a revolving sushi place and got, uh, you know, all of the vegetarian slash vegan options that they had there uh, prior to the game. Highly recommended. It's in Watertown. I can't remember the name of the place, but it starts with a K. Uh, That's what we did prior to. So we got there about an hour early, headed directly into the stadium. Um, Really enjoyed talking to a lot of the folks there uh, prior to the game. And uh, during the game, you know, uh, just a lot of, uh, you know, fireworks after the game and fireworks on the pitch there really um, <laughs> a lot of the, the free Jacks showed a lot of firepower in this one, guys. Um, you know, we'll talk about it here in a moment, but um, I expected a big time response from the free jack after they put up that stinker there in um Toronto. And boy, I mean, it, it exceeded my expectations of what they were capable of, and and I think how pissed off they were. I think I underestimated how upset they were with themselves with that game in Toronto, and uh, they really took it out on New Orleans. Boy, it was uh, it was fun to watch. Uh, it probably not if you're a gold fan, but you know, again, their season has been. Really bad to begin with. But um, yeah, let's get right into the re- New Orleans review here. So it was five to 57 with New England coming out on top here and this um, review is brought to you by our friends over there America's Rugby News Brian Ray doing an excellent job and I notice in his write-up he specifically calls uh, Veterans Memorial Stadium Fort Quincy which we really appreciate that thing is really it's it's spread out everywhere now uh, with uh, us calling Fort Quincy what it is and it just seems to be going all over the place it's catching on like wildfire so we really appreciate people uh, adopting that as the nickname as we have done on this show it says the free jacks were unstoppable at fort quincy on sunday (laughs) as they rolled over the nola gold by a final score of fifty-seven to five. In doing so, New England became the first team in Major League Rugby history to win thirteen games in the regular season. They have now clinched both a spot in the Eastern Conference final and coveted home field advantage for the playoffs by finishing first overall, which is a huge accomplishment for this club. You know, last year failed to make the playoffs, but we were in contention there, um, and and now we're over the line with uh, not only getting into to the playoffs, but now being uh, able to host the Eastern Conference Final and also potentially having home field advantage for the MLR Championship, which is awesome, awesome. And then winning 13 games in the process, and yet it's not over yet for the regular season. we got one more to go. But uh, getting back to the article here, it says New England Scrum was dominant throughout and set the performance or excuse me, set the platform for Win Conradi uh, break early in the first half. Wayne Vanderbank uh, took it further, and when the ball was recycled it went right where Mitch Wilson was waiting in acres of space to score um, a successful line out drive from 10 meters out delivered the second try uh, by Mills our buddy um, and it was Nola's defense uh, stood up to repel a couple advances and held up Vanderbank over the line after the dropout the free jack settled for a three-pointer off the boot of Bodin Waka, and I will say that uh, Kenny and I Uh, you know, astute rugby people, if you will, um, were saying, you know, this is a playoff type of game because you've got a lot on the line. So you might as well – don't be risky and don't roll dice just go ahead and you know keep the keep the points you know ticking over uh taking as many three-point opportunities as you could now the jacks did it here and we were very uh, happy about this and we certainly applauded and when they didn't do it we were giving them hell or at least not well not, not specifically to the team but just you know venting our frustrations by talking about it um what was your impressions of the first let's say 20 minutes
0: uh, I thought they came out really well. The scrum was dominant, as you noted. Mm-hmm. Um, they really set a good platform, generated penalties, uh, and even turnovers um, consistently throughout the day. I was really impressed by uh, the scrummaging unit that the Free Jacks had out. Um, Conradi's run off the back to set up uh, the first try. You saw Joe come up in support. Uh, And then they just ran phases until Mitch was wide open, Um, really efficient. Like that's, that's kind of how rugby is supposed to work. Like Mm -hmm. if you explain to a team that you coach, like what your game plan is, like it's pretty much what you explain, you know, we're going to run phases. We're going to manipulate the defense, draw them in. Once they're pulled in, we'll be able to spin it wide and, you know, attack the edges. And they did that really, really well. So a lot of fundamental stuff working well um which is stuff we didn't see in Toronto so huge turnaround um there is some I see some continuity from Toronto to the beginning of the game it was still very loose there were phases of play with like multiple turnovers back Mm -hmm. and forth in the course of you know 30 60 seconds so it did take them a little bit of time to settle the first 20 minutes did not look as clinical as the you know the rest of the game yes but they were still scoring i mean they, they outmatched nola yeah. and um were able to really play the game they wanted just not with the amount of precision that i'm sure that they want to play it with and then we saw them start to settle and that's when things you know really started to get
2: interesting absolutely you know uh kenny mentioned ranger kenny he was like this is dave abuse with all of the tries you having to go down and do the hazard <laughs> and <then> come back <laughs> up and then go back down it was uh, a lot I thought that was hilarious. You know, it's a good it's a good problem to have, I suppose, because uh, when you're doing that, we're scoring tries, so that's that's always uh, a good thing. Um, another scrum penalty gave New England a throw deep in gold territory, but the lineup was stolen by the gold. The visitors would immediately cough up possession, however, and Paula Bellancana floated a wide pass to Dougie Five for a third try. Wakas conversion rang off the uprights. Um, Uh, Joe Johnson broke around the outside to set another free jacks attack in motion after several phases the ball went wide to Wilson who uh, crossed for a double on the stroke of halftime. All right, so we're at halftime at this point. You know, uh, the Free Jacks comfortably in the lead, Nola with a big fat uh, goose egg. And, you know, I posted on Twitter, like I've already said, you know, this is the the response that I was hoping for. I didn't anticipate it to be this much of a butt whooping. But, uh, it. you know, this is a, a game that we were firmly in control of. And when you're up that much on an opponent, you have to feel good.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were on cloud nine. Um, <clears throat> it was apparent that we – were the better team that day you know i ran into um a couple uh nola players dads before the game which was really cool Mm -hmm. uh billy stewart and um terry Dole billy stewart's dad whose name i don't remember right um he played at bishop henriken um uh, not at the same time as kyle sakara but a few years apart his dad was saying Mm -hmm. um so he was watching the bishop Bishop henriken game and uh, I ran into Terry Dolan, Cam Dolan's father, as well, and just uh, you know said hi. I was like, Very "Oh, your cool. son, son's really good at rugby. It's he fun sure to watch is. him. He's yeah. you know he's he's cool." <laughs> uh, and side note, it was Cam's fiftieth uh, cap, That's right. uh, MLR. So at the end of the beginning, and end of the match, I, actually, they, they said something at the beginning, and then they presented the cap. At the end, and he got you know fireworks. He took a conversion kick eventually, uh, though he didn't uh, didn't quite make it. Um, so that was really cool to see. To see you know Terry was there for that, um, and so good good atmosphere. You know they they were both in good spirits, but also you know made a both of them made a comment about how strong the New England team was. Yes, so um, you know the the kind of competitive not mismatch because you know it's, there's some parody in any, any given Sunday sort of stuff but um you know clearly New England the better team this season mm-hmm. uh going into it so scoring four unanswered tries and the penalty um in the first half definitely mm-hmm. the kind of tone we wanted to set uh was feeling really good very happy with our defense um Nola was just not, Got a cat catastrophe. Nola was just uh, not even not even able to hold on to their own um, ball at all. Every yes. time they got possession, the jacks just knocked it out, ripped it out, took it away. Um, huge dominance that they established. It was super, super good to see.
2: Absolutely. Not that we needed, but we had a bonus point of you know, victory, if you will, by the time halftime rolled around. So I always feel good about that. Um, I'll pick up here. The gold came out with a greater conviction in the second half. They pressed into New England's territory, but Malcolm May was held up and their frustration continued. I think that's a great way to describe um, New Orleans' uh, trip up here to New England is, is extremely frustrating. Uh, Nola began to throw caution to the wind uh and it cost them 14 uh, points in the span of two minutes which was fantastic to see a loose pass <laughs> from uh nick flakes uh ended up in larue milan's hands and the center raced free to score on um, you know unopposed essentially to the post 60 seconds later he was in again after a jp duplicy pass was picked off by wilson Two more tries went into uh, to the home side. The ball was flung wide right, then pulled back to the left, and Johnson smashed over from close range. Wilson would then get his hat trick at the end of a Jack Reeves pass over the top of a NOLA defender. The winger converted his own try, or yes, uh, from a tricky angle to make it 57 to nil. Woo! Um, as time expired, the gold would finally cross the line. Kevin Sullivan was held up. But from the restart, J.P. Eloff darted through a gap and freed Aaron Matthews out wide for the finish. Cam Dolan stepped forward to attempt the conversion, but it sailed wide of the uprights, and the final whistle sounded. So that way, that's cool that you were referencing that a moment ago. They gave Cam Dolan, who earned his 50th cap, the honor of um, trying to make that conversion kick. And, you know, as a forward, who yeah. loved to kick uh, myself because back in my day, like I didn't have a lot of friends that played rugby in my hometown. So I would just kick the ball and then like go run mm-hmm. it down and then kick it again. So, yeah, that's that's, that's really all nice. that's all there
0: is to do. If yeah. You're
2: a rugby player. You got practice and you got that. Those
0: are yep. your training options. Exactly. kick the ball and run it down.
2: The final thing here um, says both teams faced a short turnaround before Friday's evening games. The goal begin their season to, uh, to a close on, they bring their season to a close on the road against rugby ATL while the free Jacks play host to rugby, New Jersey.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing I would add, uh, there was a little bit of fun discipline stuff. So around 70 minutes, we and just get straight up punched uh, as he's carrying the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that the, it was the one of the flankers for Nola. I can't remember who making the tackle. That it honestly, be,
2: um, I, that he looked short, perhaps.
0: Yeah, I think it was the seven. Was short playing seven? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, it was so out of control that I actually kind of doubt that it was intentional. His arm was moving so fast. It was he was trying to adjust, and um it wasn't really like a curved arm, you know, extension. It was like a full arm flail. So like a swinging arm, sort of, yes. you could call it. Uh, but he caught me and Conrati right in the jaw I and mean, he was spitting out blood and everything. Ugh. That's when he went down for a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Um, so not long after that was when Conrati, uh gave Cam Dolan a big old shove in the line out uh, down near our end of the stadium um, because I think Dolan was mad about how much time the free Jacks were taking to get the line out set. And he eventually just like stepped into the tunnel and like put his hands up like a receiver uh-huh. in, in what was clearly like a, a mocking gesture. Um, <laughs> and it, uh, it worked. It got Van Conradi all mad and Conradi gave him a big shove and they got, that was a little scuffle, uh, the yes. only real, real discipline, you know, moment of the game was that and there was a little little bit of push in. i think i think vian got punched again um from behind at one point um but uh nothing major nobody got penalized except the the referee did a big old naughty finger to him yes. it was like you yes. can't push naughty naughty it was very funny <laughs> um and then at uh 78 minutes Vian Conrady got yellow carded uh but no disciplinary concerns he got he, he like kicked the ball out of the nine's hands uh, um when he was on the ground uh the nine went to play the ball at the ruck and conradi had his leg kind of in the air already and it was one of those you know hey why not i just kind of straighten my leg out and kick the ball but the ref uh gave him a yellow card but that sort of thing there's no chance there's going to be any no. discipline or anything so no. fans don't have to worry he'll be back next week um i'm sure
2: yeah, when they they did a lot of uh, – at the time when the jersey grabbing was taking place, I was just hoping, like, n- no punches, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. We, we can't – yeah. That's another thing. I mean, that we'll talk about this in the preview for uh, the, the New Jersey Old Blacks game. Um, You know, we can't have any <laughs> disciplinary issues at all. I mean, yeah. obviously, I understand it's a rivalry game, but – uh, no injuries and, and no disciplinary issues because we've got bigger fish to fry, as they say, uh, later on down the road. But, um, yeah, I mean, just a, a clinical performance by New England. You know, I think this is the highest scoring that it has to be uh, that we've ever put on the board there for the New England Free Jacks. Uh, a 57 looks fantastic, mm-hmm. especially when it's, uh, you know, compared to a five with the other team um you know just exactly the type of response that I was hoping for that you know they could have they could have you know had a bad game at home and you know and uh, waited until the last minute to try to secure these um these situations where we need to have home field advantage all of that sort of stuff but they went ahead and got it out of the way so we don't have to worry about it against our arch rival next week who by the way have signed uh all of these all black superstars from the uh the 15 world cup there in England. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just feel real good about it. Let's jump over to musket size pants. tent. this time this week, it's going to be Harley Wheeler for me. He played 14, Uh the winger uh, for Nola. He's a former uh, Atlanta man from Knoxville, Tennessee. In Sevens, he plays hooker. He's, a, he's a, one of the Sevens products. He's been in the Sevens camp previously. He's 5'11, 196 pounds. Went to Life University, by the way. So, you know, he's good. Um, he was just, he looks extremely slippery out there. And I didn't really recognize him at first because he's shaved his head and bleached it blonde. He, um, uh, Bozo was behind me for part of the game. He said, Who is that slim shady out there? And he kind of looks like that. <laughs> but normally you know, he has long hair. Um, but yeah, he's, he's uh, super slippery out there was just making people miss left and right he's a he's a real good player
0: excellent yeah he was uh he was a little mongoose
2: yeah for sure i'll let you go first with uh, our storm along mvp
0: oh for me there is only one option uh the man so nice we nicknamed him twice the missile mitch iron man wilson was absolutely phenomenal uh doing everything from climbing the ladder and bringing down kicks out of the air Uh, offloading from the deck numerous big runs uh, both as the you know kind of primary strike guy and with good support lines when other people got out and uh it was just uh just a tremendous game from him not to mention that he managed to score one two three tries and convert his own try on the third one so 17 points is a pretty good day for a winger um he uh, has been really consistent for the Free Jacks. He's somebody who is not always a starter at the beginning of the season, and I think has really gone out and put his name on the uh, 14 jersey. Um, very, very effective. Uh, really, really fun to watch. Uh, and you can tell that the team get behind him, too. So uh, really special guy. Mitch Wilson, 100 percent. My MVP.
2: Um, Listen, I can't disagree with that. Mitch Wilson getting three tries, uh, a hat trick, uh, if you will, at the five minute mark, the 40th minute uh, mark and the 66 minute mark. Um, He went up there, as you were saying, climbing that ladder to get a um, a ball and up and under. And it was just uh, an acrobatic situation. He's falling And he has possession. He almost loses it, but he secures it as he's falling down. I mean, you know, this guy is playing out of his mind right now. And and as you're saying, he's a guy that at the beginning of the season was more of a bench player, a depth guy, if you will. But he's a selection nightmare, as I've said in the past. And how can you not play him? He's he's one of the free jacks that are in, in form right now. And this is exactly when you want to be having your best games, going into the playoff mode, if you will, um, by the way, also just a, an amazing guy, you know, has always talked to us. <laughs> One of the guys that came up and, and and shook Caitlin and I's hand after that debacle in Toronto. Um, just the nicest kid. And by the way, I was able to meet his girlfriend's dad who was at the game at uh, Fort Quincy. The nicest guy, a big fan of the show. So I wanted to give him a shout out. He gave me a patch. He works at NASA on their SWAT team. So I got a, a NASA Wild. SWAT team patch. Yeah yeah that, that is quite me. a patch yes sir yes sir actually let me grab it real quick yeah absolutely to do this <laughs> yes okay here it is ladies and gentlemen because i've given him stickers of, of our show but uh actually let me see if i can take off the little film here if it doesn't do anything oh it's one of those ones so i'll just yeah, hold yeah. it up here as you can see it's got the uh, uh it's super NASA cool the SWAT. shuttle yeah yeah the NASA shuttle swat yep very cool jobs so, that
0: you never thought about until you heard they existed. NASA's exactly. the SWAT team,
2: yeah. Um, hang on. I don't know if you can steer, hear me. I hope you can, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah
0: your right. audio is good. All right, yep. um,
2: <clears throat> so yeah, yeah he, that's
0: cool to hear that uh, he came over and uh, said hi. Was he sitting with you guys?
2: Or did you find him? Or no, did he no, find no. You? Um, so we had pre arranged uh, oh, okay. a sticker exchange um, before the game. Yeah, so he just walked up to me and handed it off. But uh, I did want to mention, obviously, he is my storm along man of the match there, Mitch Wilson, Iron Man Mitch Wilson, as we call him. Hopefully, that nickname will stick as well. But yeah, super cool, uh, super cool guy, his girlfriend's dad, um, very nice dude. So, uh, yes, and with that being said, uh, any final thoughts?
0: Um, no, it's just a great, great time. So nice to be able to say that over and over about these games at Veterans Memorial Stadium. But I had a really good time and was happy to have guests there again. Um, they really put on a phenomenal show there. Jordan and everybody else should be proud of the work that they do because, uh, you know, I think they're, I think they're nailing it. And I really think that they're, um, A model for MLR both on and around the field in terms of the product, like the quality of play that the Free Jacks are putting out. Yes. You know, to put a result like this up 57 to 5. And, um, you know, also just the game day experience, the fireworks, the fun, the atmosphere, everybody's so positive um and you know great great food great beverages and a great time great music i mean live music again they were killing it it was like 80s night 90s night you know a lot of there was there was one band that seemed like mostly country covers and then the earlier band was like 80s and 90s music they were she was ripping it it was good
2: yeah, man, uh, the game day experience has just improved tremendously at Fort Quincy. Um, all the folks involved in that deserve a raise, if the budget allows for, of course. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, there was uh, somewhat something's floating around the internet right now of somebody that reviewed this past match, and I don't think they were a rugby person at all. But it's kind of gone viral amongst uh, rugby people, especially MLR, about how well the Free Jacks are doing with getting these people involved that aren't necessarily rugby people that are enjoying the game day experience and what's happening on the pitch. That's how this stuff is, is going to work. It can't just be you know guys like us that played rugby or that saw it on TV per se. It has to be you know randos coming in and friends of friends. All of that is necessary. We all have to get in the big tent, right, um, yeah. for this thing to be successful. Um, and the Free Jacks are doing probably the best at that in the league. Um, we don't pay too much attention to other teams, but it feels like everything within the organization – is an A plus, including the game day experience. So I'm um, super proud to be a Free Jacks fan. I mean, look at what's 13 wins now, right? Uh the one for the history books and the organization are just fantastic people. So with that being said, all I have is one word for everybody. Make sure you're saying it at home in three, two, one, huzzah. Huzzah. Woo! Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I'm joined with my buddy here. We must shop at the same place with these hats here, Dave. <laughs> Dave McVeigh is with me. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, excellent sense of style, Phil.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Always, always. Um, let's talk about our uh, little brothers down there in New Jersey. We've got the preview here for the game against New Jersey at Fort Quincy, the last regular season game in the entire season it's crazy how fast it's gone by but we're at the end of the regular season both of these teams have qualified for the postseason, which is an interesting thing to note. I'll get right into my little preview thoughts here. New Jersey finds themselves in third spot in the Eastern Conference standings with 52 points. The Old Blacks are tied on points with Atlanta heading into the last game of the regular season. They have earned a playoff spot in the postseason. I expected this team to be towards the top of the table in the, post, in the preseason, that is. Uh, Ten wins and four losses with 412 points four, and the points against 394, which is a point differential of plus 52, which is actually seems kind of low. Um, when you think about it, this is a team that's qualified for the playoffs. I would expect that to be higher. This is a team that has been dominated by their rivals, which is our free jacks um, since the beginning. I think uh, New Jersey has won one game of this rival and we've won four at this point. I believe that is. Um, they have made a splash uh, and they kind of had to um because they were they saw a, a dip in form you know towards the end of the season so they had to you know make say hey it's new york hey we got to have some big and, <laughs> you know big name signings here it's a big market or whatever they would say um so they brought in some and, and some people think this is you know kind of um bending the rules a little bit for mlr so i'm going to say it's a controversial signings of new zealand all blacks that are world cup winners from the uh, 2015 world cup there in england Dave, what do you make of this uh, New Jersey squad? Uh, you know, they're very
0: good. They have a really high uh, skill level when you just look at their ability to do things like offload in the forwards, um, just crisp passing for their back line. Um, they, probably, they have probably the fastest hand speed in the league in terms of how fast they can get a ball from, you know, say a center field ruck from the nine to the 10 hands out to, you know, a wing on the outside. That's why their wings are so effective and why, um, you know, Naholo and, and um, uh, Fido and Scudder and, you know, I mean, they got an embarrassing number of uh, world-class wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that's all about is they can get the ball to them so fast. They've always got space to work with. Um, it makes them a really lethal attacking team. Um, the the signing controversy stuff, you know, my this is not my area of uh, interest really. I mean, I'm very curious about it. I always like to to know more details, but it's hard to get good information right now right. Um, about the, all this stuff. Um, it's not like the NFL where everybody knows, you know, exactly how many dollars the con- are on every contract and all okay. that. Um, <clears throat> so my understanding is you know, there's a salary cap, but there's also other roles that you can pay Mm -hmm. someone to come and do. So you can have someone who is a player and draws X amount of salary as a player. Um, Obviously, accommodations, every team, you know, the Free Jacks have been really good at getting players by uh, uh, providing good accommodations. They figured out that's something that's you know, an effective tool for them to house guys together and make sure they're in a good area, that they're going to have fun and enjoy living and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, so accommodations, obviously, they're helping put people up in New York City. Uh, that's not part of the salary cap, but it is you know, considerable if, if you have an offer of, you know, the same amount of money and will pay for you to live in yes. New York City or the same amount of money and we will pay for you to live in Houston. I'm going to go to new york city i don't know about you right. guys maybe you really like you know houston but i'm going to go to new york um so that's a part of it and then the other thing is that you know these guys sometimes are, they do a lot of coaching they're paid to coach uh, i believe the free jacks do this as well although i'm not sure guys have you know part part player part coaching roles
2: mm-hmm.
0: um so all that together you know means there's a lot of mechanisms for teams to entice players to come play yes. that they're outside of the former uh, formal salary cap system and total. And that's, that's kind of what the controversy is. There's, there's loopholes you can drive a truck through right now. And that's, I think kind of by design to give teams the leeway they need to, um, you know, operate in a way that makes sense. You know, um, we'll see how it goes for New York this Friday. And then this postseason. you know, I, I think that, um, because of the way talent and scouting and, and rugby work, it's not really a big problem. Like it's kind of annoying, and I get the I get being annoyed that teams seem to break rules.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, uh, whether they do or not. You know, the the just the appearance of flaunting the salary cap. Obviously, LA has been accused of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I understand not liking it. Um, I think that it, you know, it did help LA last year. Um, this year, some of those old guys are hurt. How much has Matt Ghetto played? You know, um, it's not really the best idea. So I just mean like kind of on a strategic level, it doesn't actually concern me that much. Not, not, not the fairness aspect, but like in terms of, are these guys going to be able to buy championships every year? Like, no, I don't think so. I don't think that the best path to the you know, MLR shield is through 35-year-old All Blacks. You I, know, agree. I just I just don't think that that's the yeah. most effective thing. I think it's cool that they're here playing. Yes. I don't mean to insult or talk down to those guys or about those guys at all. Right. I, I love that I'm going to get to watch that team play at Veterans Memorial Stadium and see these guys really rip it up. But I think competitively, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'll i take our team over them in a heartbeat.
2: Same, you know, it, it's cool that they're in the league. I guess um, it. I, if the Free Jacks did this, I would kind of be like, yeah, of course, I would uh, uh, talk about it and stuff like that. We would discuss it, but it it really it first and foremost, it's off brand for the Free Jacks to do something like this. Our whole thing is let's get some young kids in here that don't have opportunities in Super Rugby yet or stuff like that, and, and let's help them build their game. And obviously, that process has worked. Um, there's no doubt. All you have to do is look at 13 wins. It is a record-breaking win total this season for the Free Jacks. With doing this, our biggest signing signing is Dougie Fife.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, and by the way, Dougie's a fantastic player, world-famous uh, rugby-wise. But he, you know, he's not, you know, Chris Robshaw or you know whoever you want to you know name and also by mm-hmm. the way he's he's younger than those guys as well so um, the free jacks are kind of mirror opposites to the teams that go about this type of let's sign you know all stars from 10 years ago or whatever yeah and and it, it's great that we our team you know, has that type of example that can show the rest of the league you don't have to bring in these guys that are com- going to command big money you can do it and by building up your team with these guys that people really have never heard of in this country and they can show themselves and, and prove that they're you know a- and polish their game and stuff like that here and it can actually work so um, that's one thing that i think that uh we as fans of the free jacks you know we're, we're not making these big name signings and stuff like that well we can just look and say hey scoreboard man like it doesn't matter um <laughs> yeah we goose right. egg as the boys yeah.
0: were saying during the uh, lineout line out kerfuffle with uh, with right. nola yeah, goose, for sure. Goose egg up there for you guys. You
2: all know, we you. got is all we need. And I've yeah. said that on social media when people are, you know, talking about or maybe worried or concerned with these signings that other teams are making. All we got is all we need. You know, trust the process that the Free Jacks have put into place with the guys that we have on our roster. We don't need some old, you know, has-been, not even has-been. It's it's, it's it's harsh to say that. But some, mm-hmm. you know, older guys to come in and, and you know, make this team better when we, we already are good enough To win the shield. As long as the ball bounces our way, we could win this thing. We're already in the playoffs. We've already got home field advantage, you know, uh, so the the proof is in the pudding already with Mm -hmm. what's in front of us. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, The other aspect of this is this is a rivalry game. Once again, you know, we we're playing them three times this year. We've already paid them, played them twice. Uh, We've won the Chowder cup, right? So it it was a series. So that, that cup is staying in new England. Um, Hopefully it'll, I I imagine that's going to be unveiled. I I assume that that will be the case at this game for the free Jacks to hoist up at the end of the game, regardless of the scoreline. If if New Jersey gets one owner, one over on us, we still have the overall series lead, you know, from the beginning of this thing, and we've won it this year as well. So that's one thing to keep in mind. I did want to mention um, an announcement was made from the first regiment that this is going to be a kilt-up game, which I absolutely love that they're doing this. Um, Mm -hmm. I think this comes from the New England uh, Revolution, the soccer uh, groups that do this. I believe it's at the end of every regular season game, or or the last game of the season, rather. They all put a, a tux on, those guys do. Um, so that's oh, their tradition okay. of wearing tuxes to the last regular season game, got I believe it, it is. Got it. I'll so- have to ask
0: my buddy Alex about that. Yeah.
2: Um, so I'm glad that we're doing that uh, in our own way here with the kilts. So make sure you guys wear your kilts, dust that bad boy off, and, and, and put it on prior to the game. And I did want to mention that uh, there's an idea that Ranger Kenny threw around to me previously, and uh, one of the the Free Jack staffers actually brought up to me is um, when New Jersey comes trotting out onto the pitch, and I believe uh, they announced their – they do okay. So when the, the
0: announcement is not always at the same time as the team comes out of the tunnel, but okay. they do announce, they do announce the roster.
2: So when uh, the opposition team is being listed off for their ro- their starters and all of the players that are playing, we're going to have newspapers. So grab yourself a newspaper prior to the game and just be <laughs> reading that as they're announcing um, the uh, the New Jersey players that are starting the game. So, um, yep. Yeah. So that's uh, for this game. I did want to also make a mention of the Spider Appreciation Game on June the 19th. So our first playoff game, not this game against New Jersey, but the next game, whoever that opponent happens to be, yeah. we're going to have a Spider, the Superfan Spider Appreciation Day. So make sure you get your Daisy Dukes, your Tricorn hat, and your Continental Army T-shirt, which they do sell them on Amazon. There might be better places with faster shipping, but I did find them on there. Uh, so everybody dress up as Spider on June the, the 19th. So, yeah. Yeah um in terms of this game you know we've already secured everything that we need to secure in terms of the playoff situation we've got home field advantage regardless so the question becomes dave and i want to get your opinion on this because we i talked to, to a few of the rangers there at the game is what do you do if you're scott matthew do you play the kids and when i say play the kids i don't mean any disrespect to our players what i'm talking about it's like it might be just a soccer term that i throw around it's like play the Academy kids, you know, the development mm-hmm. guys, let those guys start right. the game, focus
0: on development,
2: and, right, focus on development, let those kids come in or players come into the game. And, um, you know, you don't have to worry about this. You don't have to win this game. Uh, of course, it would be nice to, you know, have three wins against New Jersey, but it doesn't have to happen. We, there's right. no win for the free Jacks here in terms of other than actually winning the game.
0: Yeah. There's nothing strategically to be gained in mm-hmm. terms of the table. Exactly. Um, there's no way that any team can finish with more points than us. Um, so the results of this game from a competitive standpoint do not matter. That's right. For the free Jacks. They could, they matter for New York in terms of whether they um, will host
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, the two, three playoff or travel. They might, they might rather right. travel. Maybe they'd rather go down to Atlanta <laughs> right. um, than play on that high school field. But yes. um you know that they'll be playing for that they'll be playing to to try to be at home. Um, for the free jacks, uh, the, the thing is, I think it's tempting to work on development and rest injuries and you know let let the guys who are going to be starting in the postseason get rest, but I really think that you have to balance that against preserving form and momentum yes um you want to be playing your best rugby as you go into the playoffs Mm -hmm. um we should be peaking uh in two well actually three weeks from now about about two and a half weeks from when the the episode drops Right. right and it's hard to peak three weeks from now if you're not playing rugby Up until you know the end of the season, right? That's all that's actually a really long break. If you imagine somebody, you know, say like they're like, oh, we're gonna rest Bodine Walker. We don't need Bodine Waka. We're gonna give him we're gonna give him some time off. Well, it's gonna be, you know, um, the June third weekend, he won't play. And then he wouldn't, we have a bye the weekend after that. So, you know, the June 10th weekend, he wouldn't play, wouldn't play again until June 17th. And yeah, you know, that's three full weeks of, you know, rest and no live rugby. Yes. Um, so I really think that I think you will see a roster that is not 100% what you would expect from a playoff game. Guys who have injuries that we don't know about, um, you know, the, the stuff, the bumps and bruises, the guy whose foot got stomped on week two and it's not broken. It just hurts like hell every time he takes a step, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Those guys will get some rest, I hope, right? They're, they're the ones who could use an extra week of rest. Yes. You guys who've been battling through week to week. Um, but I don't think we'll see a full, you know, play it, let the boys play uh, mm-hmm. sort of approach. I think that you want to keep as much form and momentum as you can. Um, and uh, aside from, you know, a handful of guys, I think we'll we'll have our best available team out there. And we will aim to uh, make sure that if New York do win, it doesn't come easy, Mm -hmm. um, that that, that they still are are respecting us competitively. Um, And I think psychologically it's important not, you know, you trot out um, a team that is not the best you have available. Uh, I mean, against a team like New York, you're really taking a risk. If if we do that and they they have their heavy artillery, Every all black they can, you know, drag out from under (laughs) a carpet. Yeah, yeah. Um, If they do that, then there's a chance they beat the bag out of us, right? You know, they win like we beat Nola. They win by forty points or something, and that's not, you know, from like a sports psychology standpoint. Uh, I mean, I'm no expert there, but I wouldn't want to be in that position going into a playoff match two weeks later, right? Yes. I wouldn't want to play them in the Eastern Conference Championship, assuming you know they beat Atlanta, whatever, and, and have just lost to them two weeks ago before our bye and do not have gotten to play any rugby since then,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? That's what's critical is to go from – we're going from this match against New York into the Eastern Conference Final. yeah. So this is our last chance to tune things up. And to make adjustments um, and to make sure that we're fully prepared, so I think what we will see a pretty competitive team, Um, there is the room for the coaches to get a little weird. um, To make some adjustments that can there can be a little gamesmanship there too, like Mm -hmm. leave people guessing as to what exactly our roster is going to look like for that championship final.
2: Yeah, I mean, another thing to keep uh, to consider is this this is a New, uh, New Jersey team that we could see in the playoff game. They could win their playoff uh, game right. against Atlanta and face us in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, it, do you think it might merit doing some wacky stuff as you're talking about that would not be seen in the playoff game? Just do like throw some weird stuff like your, you know, like the line out stuff just do some weird wacky stuff that i know that you love to, to, to yeah would, would love to do
0: i mean i i would personally yeah i, I would feel the competitive side but i would give them um, a lot of freedom mm-hmm. to make the tactical calls that they want to make um let's see some of those 10 man lineouts, you know that they yeah. were doing they had you know they had one against nola we didn't really talk about it in our review but there was one where they had both centers and a wing in that line out. And they had a 10 man lineout. Um, you know, I would, I would encourage that. I think anything that uh, keeps your opponent guessing is good. Uh, obviously you want to keep some weird stuff in reserve. You don't want to show your whole hand. That's right. Um, but uh, I can't imagine there's a shortage of, um, you know options and and mm-hmm. peels and strike plays and and funny little things that they could throw out um I, I don't think they would be out of ammunition i mean that's something we talked about with ryan martin one of the things last year as was the coach mm-hmm. that was so noticeable about him was that the team came out and did something different every week that's right um, and the free jacks this season do as well i think scott matthew um has them changing it up week to week too so this is just a part of what they do um, but for but for Mardo, that was something that players talked about being a challenge, just the quantity of learning and, you know, reinventing things week to week, um, the expectation that was put on them to be able to shift and, and change things up. So um, that's that is all to say that there's no shortage of different weird things they could do. Right. Yes. Yep. Um, so I, I would hope that they get out with a very competitive team. Um, that they maybe play with the game plan a little bit. Um, the game plan is a thing you can adjust on the fly. You know, if they, they get a little funky, we're playing more than three phases. We're doing a lot of ball and hand rugby. You know, we're not – maybe we don't see the kick and chase that we saw so much, super effective against NOLA. Yes. Um, maybe we don't see a lot of that because they're going to hold that back a little bit and then bust back into that game plan for the the game that counts. You know, um, a lot of what ifs, many things to watch. So I would just encourage fans to, you know, pay attention. And and as you're watching the game, be thinking to yourself, is this what we were doing last week? Are we playing the same way that we were playing? Are we doing things differently? Are we seeing more, fewer phases, you know, at a time when we have the ball? Are we kicking in the same way? Are we contesting every kick like we were? Are we kicking deep for... Um, you know, field position more, stuff like that. I'm Those are the things I'm curious to see um, because, uh, you know, that's what all the coaches will be watching in terms of preparation for the week after. So I'm curious, you know, myself how all that stuff will be approached um, by the Matthew Rogers coaching team and what they're going to put out there in terms of game plan and look and whether it's going to be the same, you know, don't mess with what works and we'll beat them that way on friday and then we'll beat him again in two weeks if we have to or if we see a little bit more gamesmanship um I honestly don't know i don't know what to expect so yeah
2: it's, it's going to be interesting because we don't know uh what roster will be filled in and stuff like that what strategy was going to be uh implemented but i did want to mention i i had um uh Asked a poll question to all over social media from the Jacks Rangers show account here. So the question was with a spot in the playoffs secured, are your expectations for the season Matt? we've talked about this in previous episodes Um, for the Twitter, we've got uh, 18 votes in total. Uh, 44% said hell yes. And 56% said, hell no. That's just one that I had off the, you know, right in front of me there. So it kind of goes into what we're talking about here is um, you know, the The whole thing is, you know, we, we've gotten to the playoffs, um, so we can kind of play around with this game a little bit if we if we need to. Um, don't want injuries and don't want any cards in this game, especially like red cards and stuff like that, because that jeopardizes the the future of the player the player playing in the playoff game. So, with that being said, let's move over to key to the game. For me, I'll go first here. It all comes to. I was going to put play the kids in here, but um, I'm going to actually. Use that with what in my explanation. I'm just going to say roll the dice. Um, mm. So basically, you know, play the kids if you need to mix up the the lineup. <clears throat> maybe have the the, the, the normal starters uh, as finishers, like we did in the uh, U, uh the uh, excuse me the Austin game, and yeah. uh, you know take chances that we normally wouldn't uh, change the strategy up a little bit because this is essentially a throwaway game to a certain extent. The problem with, you know, resting and not having our starters in the lineup whatsoever is what you were talking about earlier is rust. You don't want to have rusty players going into a playoff game. So, you know, have our normal starters on the bench, but let uh, the younger development guys get a crack at this thing and see how it works out. I'll let you go next.
0: Yeah, mine is just uh, leave our mark. Um, Mm -hmm. We want to we the outcome of the game doesn't matter in terms of the standings right right um so to me what's most important is that if we you know win or lose we give um we play a good game um we look good and and, and clean none of the you know desperate or just mistake ridden kind of stuff we saw in toronto right so yes um and none you can't leave your mark if you can't hold on to the ball uh, so <laughs> you know Uh, But what I mean by leave our mark is just um, give them something to remember us by, even if they squeak out a win, make them dread coming back to Quincy Mm -hmm. two weeks later to come and and play us. You know, Um, it was... uh, was it 2003 that Pedro Martinez said the favorite, uh, the famous, you know, sometimes you have to just tip your hat and call him your daddy. You know, we want it, we want them to be ready. We've, we've beaten them twice this season already. We're going to play them once, maybe twice more. um, And we want to leave them, leave that mark so that they're ready to tip their hat and just call us their daddy.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Love it. Uh, I'll let you go first with predictions um i do think it's going to be close i think i think both both teams will score a fair amount um i think they're a team that we have to beat by scoring a lot some teams we can beat by stopping them from scoring and other teams we got to beat by scoring a lot because they're Mm -hmm. just going to score um i think that's one of them so 32 to 27 is my prediction i think we can come out on top uh, but i think there'll be a, a little bit of a try fest
2: all right, for me, I've got New Jersey 28, New England 31. So I'm going for a Very higher close. scoring affair uh, as well. Um, I wonder if if we do play our uh, development guys, if we can put 31 on the board. I'm just going to say that I'm cautiously optimistic. If that is the case, it all depends on that lineup. You know, we've talked about mm-hmm. in the past that uh, you know this X game is going to be the most anticipated lineup uh, that we see, but I think it's actually going to be this game um, uh, truly to see uh, what Scott mathy does with the, with the roster here for the 23. But um, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. I'm really excited to see everybody there at Fort Quincy. Don't forget your newspapers and also don't forget your kilt once again we are kilting up for this game uh i know that we did earlier in the season but we'd like to keep the tradition alive of doing the last regular season game wear that kilt so i'm excited to see everybody there make sure you're wearing your kilt and got your newspaper and uh you got any final thoughts dave uh let's rip let's
0: get out to veterans memorial and uh have a great time looking forward to just uh uh, great atmosphere on Friday. I'm gonna try to bring some work friends out. Uh everybody bring a buddy. Stands are full fuller every week. Mm-hmm. I really think that we can probably sell the stadium out for a uh um playoff match. So, you know, but it takes momentum, you know, bring people out this week so that they want to come for the championship. You know, they've been to a game already and they are they are hooked. What so. is it?
2: Uh, when you're, like a dress rehearsal? Yeah, this is a dress dress rehearsal rehearsal. for the playoffs, guys. So, obviously, it doesn't matter what happens on the pitch for the Free Jacks. We've already, you know, cemented uh, our legacy this year, if you will, with uh, what we needed to do. But this is still our biggest rival. We don't want to, you know, just be silent like they are at their home uh, field there at JFK Stadium. Make sure you're loud as hell. Make sure that they understand when the next if they do happen to come back up this season and face off against us in the playoffs, they're going to be scared out of their wits. So, Make sure you're loud and proud as you always are, Rangers and Continentals out there. And we will see you at the game in three, two, one. Huzzah! Huzzah! Woo. Huzzah, Rangers. This is Phil Harris again here at the Jacks Ranger Show. Dave is with me once again. We've got two very special guests. This is the first time we've ever had two guests on at one time. It is a very special occasion. we got some relatives here. We've got Joe and Alex, the Johnston brothers. How the hell are you guys? Oh good. uh,
4: Good, thank you.
2: You're welcome. Where are y'all from?
4: Uh we're we're both from New Zealand. Um grew up in the Bay of Plenty, the small town of Fakatani. Um yeah, that's where we uh that's where we spent most of our time to growing up.
2: Now, Joe, you've been on the show before. Alex, this is your first time. Uh Alex, how did you end up joining the Jacks? How did that take place?
1: Um Oh, I suppose. Well, Joe. Joe said he had a lot of fun over. Him. He said the rugby was great. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just basically speaking to Mike Rogers before he came over, and he um, yeah, wanted to bring me along. So it's an opportunity I couldn't pass up. Really.
2: Very good. Um. Who is who had the messier room growing up?
4: I not Alex. I have the cleaner room today as it speaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're
0: about to get a tour just for proof, you know. Right, exactly.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, back in the day and now. Still cleaners.
2: <laughs> very good, very good. Uh who is the favorite son?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Alex Love pointing it. at Joe. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. maybe. No, probably a few uh, test, roll, test test runs with Alex and uh, they knew what to do with me so <laughs> <laughs>
2: right 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 um, did y'all play with each other or against each other at any point growing up uh, yeah we played um, we
1: played a little bit with each other um, school eh? in school and I think
4: there was one year in high school that we played on the same team and then um, and then in club rugby, when we, uh, when yeah. I, when we were both well out of school, a mm-hmm. couple of years out of school, we both uh, played club rugby. But I don't think we've ever played against each other. Okay. Oh no, we have once way back, oh, yeah? in like uh, when we were at Undertime Mitchell, uh, Mitchell, for yeah. Rangataki. Yeah. The uh, there were two trialing teams, and we were on opposite ends of the trialing team.
2: Okay. Any fond so memories of like play. tackles or sidesteps in that game? perhaps yeah on no,
4: I, can't, I can't quite remember if we actually ran against each other yeah a long time ago. yeah it's a long time ago but I very definitely true. definitely would have tackled him <laughs>
2: <laughs> very good uh for alex this is your first year with the jacks what's your impression of Boston and also major league rugby
1: um oh, I love it eh Boston this is coming from a coming from a small town in coming to a place like this is um it's pretty unreal Yep. Everything's different. I was a little bit of a shock with the, the snow on the first arrived.
2: Right, right.
1: Um, I have seen so much of that. But, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome to be here in the rugby the league. The um, MLR is just – it's pretty cool to be in with so many, you know, you've got different players from different nationalities and everything mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, I love it. It's awesome.
2: Uh, this is for both of you. You know, we've heard comparisons from certain folks saying it's like it's like uh NPC but like a lower like NPC team, and some people have said it's like mid tier NPC. Like, overall, what would you say the competition is like? Is it comparable to NPC in that way?
4: Um, yeah, like it is. Uh, I remember the to me, I think personally, the leagues uh growing a lot just in one year. The games for me, again, personally, have been a lot tougher this year. Um, like physically yeah uh, it's probably the main one um, you know everyone's kind of growing in that area of the game so I think physically like you know it could be you, you can definitely compare a lot of attributes so a lot of um, a lot of how the MLRs played to NBC teams yeah, mm-hmm. could definitely compare a lot of things.
2: very good. Uh, Joe, we saw you exit a game a while back a little banged up and since you've been coming off the bench more often than not how are you feeling physically as we head towards the playoffs?
4: Yeah, that was just a, uh, it was just a brief, um, brief moment of pain. It's just a knee on knee. Okay. And um, I'm carrying like a little injury there, so it just uh amplified it a bit. Sure. And I uh, Buckley, uh, cameraman got me uh, got me good with that camera and that video. Yeah. But I'm all right. It's nothing serious. <laughs> good. Um, good. And Excellent. uh, it, it is taking a few knocks during the week and uh, on the game, so it is uh it's a pretty ongoing niggle um apart from that though i'm, I'm pretty sweet yeah had a, had a few rests um so I'm, I'm i'm ready to go just gonna take a few hard pills and ta- tape it up for the game
2: there you go all right yeah excellent it's, it's good to hear that you know um that it was. You're not like seriously injured or anything like that. So, uh, you know, we're hoping to have you back for sure towards the playoff push. Um, this is your second year yeah. with the Jacks, Joe. Uh, what's been different uh, from last year to this year, other than the overall record? Obviously, we're doing much better in that standpoint.
4: Yeah. Um, well, there's a there's uh, there's just there's been a there's not too much change, but then quite a bit has changed. Um, like uh, I think definitely. Uh, change of venue, like facility wise, has made things a lot easier. You know, we're not traveling a lot, right. so we're only traveling short distances. So the days are a lot more um, organized and run a lot more efficiently. Um, but otherwise, the culture is still the same. You know, like mm-hmm. there's been a few changes of uh, personnel on our team, but right. the culture from last year carried on to this year. And it's been tweaked a bit, you know, just with new people coming in, it's changed a bit, but it's been, it's still like, it's still good. And then um, the exciting thing is it's, uh, you know, it feels like it's going to be even better next year. Um, There's a good, uh, there's a good feeling of growth. And that's uh, coming from the players, but, you know, mainly coming from all the people behind the scenes, management coaches, you know, TK, Mm Mags, they're all, um, running the cutter and making, uh, you know, huge, huge uh, moves for the coming years.
2: Yeah, we've heard a lot of, uh, from folks about travel and how much it be- it's better this year than last year where you guys had like a triangle of death from like where your residence was to where you had to train, you know, Union Point, yeah. doing all of that. It was uh, really taxing. Um, that was about the-
4: three hours in the van, yeah. Insane. and We added it all up from driving Ugh, to the gym gym to the field and all the way home.
2: Yeah, that's, that's awful. I'm glad things are different this year for you guys. Um, for yeah. both of you, what has been your favorite and least favorite thing about living in New England?
4: <laughs> Actually, something uh, came across the other day, my least favorite thing. So yeah. start on a negative is, um is we, there's not a heaps of places to swim here. We, uh, we're, that's we're, true. Me and me and Alex they used to just, We've jumping here yeah. from the beach so come from the beach so we're used to just jumping anywhere into some deep you know clear blue water right. if it's the beach or the, or the river um we're just used to that so it's a bit harder here like we, we have to probably drive a bit to go to it but it's being a little bit picky but I don't like I definitely can't pick a, a favorite thing because like there's been a lot I, I love it here um it's an, an awesome place yeah good too. food's good people yes. are good. Everything is good. Probably, uh, to be fair, I've, I've got uh, I've gotten a lot more into basketball every time I've been here. And I went to yeah. the um the third or well, the second playoff game, I think, um, yeah. between the um, Bucks and Celtics, and that was unreal. That was really good. But uh, there's like so many, there's heaps. I love it here. So there's yeah, a lot of we, good things. We went to the
1: Red Sox game the other weekend. So, oh yeah,
4: yeah that was that was fun. a lot of fun.
1: That was fun, yeah. That was awesome.
2: You know, Fenway's a magical place. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Is, uh, yeah. Uh, Joe, I've heard that you're like a really good driver. What has your experience uh, been on the road with these Massachusetts drivers?
4: Better than a couple of other people. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the people telling you i bet. as well.
2: Yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure.
4: I, uh, I'm always, I'm not on time. I'm, I'm 10 minutes early if we leave late, you know? Smart.
2: Joe's,
4: Joe's one of the main drivers for our van, so he gets us around
2: yeah. Yeah, on time. Very good. Time. Glad so, to it's hear a it. good skill to have. For sure. Yeah. Dave, I'll let you <laughs> take it away, man.
0: All right. Absolutely. Um, Massachusetts has really strong private historically has really strong private beach property rights. So, oh, yeah. so it's unique kind of to the state early on in colonialism to get people to come and you know take uh, coastal property. They gave people rights all the way out to low tide. So Mass has some of the most you know private property favoring beach laws of any U.S. state. So you guys aren't wrong it's yeah. actually it can be pretty challenging to find a, a good public beach around here yeah uh, i'm sure somebody knows better than me though we'll get it we'll get we'll get the hook up we'll find out where the best spots are down by you guys and yes,
2: uh, yes. find you that'd some be good fair beaches fair. to hit i'm pretty yeah, useless when it comes to that i'm more of a mountain man myself
4: yeah <laughs> we yeah, need I'm... to get in the water when the weather's getting warmer you know yeah <laughs>
0: And I'm from Kansas literally in the smack in the middle of the United States, so I'm oh, yeah. about as far from the beach as you can physically get um, so it's not not my area of expertise either. Um, so my first question if you guys had to trade positions for one match. Front row to back row, you're swapping. Which one of you would – Phil's already shaking his head. He knows I love the goofy questions. Which one of you would fare better, do you think, if you had to trade positions for, you know, maybe maybe not a whole match, maybe a half?
4: I don't know. I The front row is a tough place. Yeah, I could piss <laughs> off a lot of people, a lot of front rowers, and say say Alex will fare worse. But to be honest, it'll be me. Eh? Getting in the front row, pecking down the scrum, I think I'll get bent up. So scrums pretty lethal yeah alex would be That's a bit tough. slow but i'll just get crushed in the strums
0: <laughs> might not be lighting up the 10 too many times you know yeah
4: i'll get it
0: i like it i like it uh all right second question you talked about travel being better already but in general with the facilities and things as well how happy are you to be in veterans memorial stadium this year and alex how many horror stories did you hear about the changing rooms that were actually a tent on top of some rocks over at union point where we were, uh, the boys were kind of roughing it for a while there.
4: Um, I love veterans, bro. It's, it's mean. Uh, the crowd's so close and it's like packed all the way around the, um, around the field, you know, like people are always everywhere. Um, it's real good. There's a couple of good uh, spots on the field where like, you can just get, you know, engulfed with the, with the crowd chat, especially like, uh, you know, where you guys walk around to the to the stands that when that area is packed full of people, and uh, we're right down on that line that's that's mean to be there, um, and like it's just a cool facility in general. There's like a lot going on, a lot of spaces you can do, and all that. Yeah,
1: veterans is awesome. When you're on the field playing, you can really hear the crowd, um, yeah. especially when you're defending your own line. It's awesome to hear the crowd cheering at you, and uh, it definitely gets you up and makes you want to push push that a little extra. Um, Joe did tell me about. The, the traveling and all that last year and it sounds like i've we've definitely got it a lot better this year
4: so um yeah
1: no complaints there yeah
4: no i don't I, and to be fair i don't know if i've told alex but you and when we're at um weymouth there was there was no showers hey eh? just straight on the bus straight in the van home yeah
0: uh rumor has it that what alecky and um Somebody else built built all the uh, lockers themselves yeah. just on the weekend. Yeah, just, they did. Just, you know, hammering nails yeah. and going at it.
4: Yeah, yeah they, did. they did. They did. A couple of the boys went. So lucky lucky for them, grateful for their, uh, their work.
0: Yeah, there's always somebody pitching in on the rugby team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have three brothers myself, so I love that you guys are getting to play together. Every time the roster comes out and you're both on it, I'm like amped. I'm like, we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get the Johnston brothers on the pitch at the same time. Uh, what has that experience been like for you guys? Are you, you know, really relishing this opportunity to play professionally together? Um, you know, do you hit, do you spend a lot of like time together before the match? Do you kind of do your own thing? What's that like?
1: Um, yeah, I suppose everyone's got their pre-game rituals and whatnot but we usually stick pretty close together and and when you get on the field with your brother and you, you see him so sort of, you know hit a ruck or get a ball away it sort of gives you that little bit of extra motivation to get there because you know mom's watching and she'll um, tell you off if you're not
0: <laughs> i love that i thought we were going to like a fraternity you know you don't want to let down your your team but it really it's just about it's all about mom at the
4: end of the day yeah, yeah. mom and dad yeah i love it uh
0: i tried to come up with like a cool sign for you guys i was really excited uh, i couldn't quite get something together i was like the tractor and the mechanic maybe i wasn't sure if that would you know be a good one my friend wes suggested time to get john stoned which i thought was pretty good <laughs> massachusetts has you know we got legal weed up here so we got that going for us get the tie-in uh, what do you think? Can you guys do any better? We got, I really want a Johnston Brothers theme sign at the games. Waka's got the Fozzie Bear kid and the Waka sign. Yeah. You guys, you guys need, like, a number one fan.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we haven't really come up with a duo name, to be I fair. I haven't thought of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to it. Just stick to the Johnston Brothers. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's got a good ring.
0: Like it. Like it. The Smash uh, Brothers. Smash <laughs> Brothers is pretty good. That's That's pretty good. <laughs>
4: yeah i need to get the shoulder and more i get a bit yeah.
0: love it um you guys always come over to the fence at the end of the games and talk to fans uh i think that's really cool i notice you on the way out almost every time still talking yeah, yeah. to people for a while um how have you found the community to be um and is it different than playing back home in new zealand
4: yeah well the um by interacting to the fans uh, when we come up to the fence is quite cool. Cause you do see faces from like, uh, when we do, um, the free Jacks do a couple rugby clinics, you know, and we go like, uh, and there we, we not only meet like kids that are keen to play rugby, but their parents and stuff like that. So there's been a few familiar faces to be honest. And like, they're all like, uh, and, and it's good that uh, you know, we've only really won at home. So they're all happy when leaving and saying it's like a real good experience and stuff like that. So that's been cool. Um, yeah and as, as far as uh, comparing it to New Zealand I mean like it's just rugby fans I guess they're all they're all kind of the same. Um, there is probably a bit of an edge from Boston like they, are, they do get pretty rowdy. the crowd gets stuck into the opposition just from experience from when we're on the field and you can hear the crowd so it's that's a pretty cool edge to have I think yeah I love, yeah. I love the Boston crowd. it's awesome
1: here in chat Chat into them afterwards yeah it's always fun there's a
4: bit of chat going on it's It's good great crowd great great stuff
0: yeah we like we're not not quite philadelphia level but we like (laughs) to give it you know we like to give it out a little bit there were definitely some big boos uh the last home match crowd got crowd got pretty rowdy yeah um it was a it was a lot of fun i like it and it's um you know it's i don't know maybe not completely unique but definitely a Boston thing for that little hard edge, a little bit of salt, you know, Uh, what do you guys, this, I hadn't planned this, but what do you guys think of like booing the kicker? Uh, there's it's sure. so in the fans, there's like a big debate between the like proper old guard rugby culture people who are like, No, we have to be quiet for the kicks, it's what makes rugby special. And then there are the other people who are like, Screw that, like, who cares? This is the United States, we're yeah. not in London, we're gonna get rowdy. And then my personal stance is like, the kickers could not care less. I think they're the people at the bottom of the list of like opinions because they're professional yeah. athletes who are going to, you know, make the kick either way.
4: Yeah. I'm not sure. Like I've, I, there's always, you can always look at it. Those, that, that, those two ways, um, you know, either be quiet and, and kind of let the kicker kick or like, you know, th- throw some booze in there. Like, to be honest, I'm, I'm uh, I don't think I've made my mind up on it. Cause I respect both to be fair. Like, I think uh, doing a kicker, you know, the crowd just to that passionate get involved, like want to do play their part. Mm-hmm. Um, different countries have their sort of different views. Yeah. On their own, and it's, I don't yeah, really know, Dave. I top 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 top. don't know.
1: Yeah.
4: I need some more, uh, I need some more kind of info on both sides, but we're not kicking. Don't, I don't really care. I don't <laughs> kick the ball. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not, not going to affect you either way.
4: Yeah.
0: No, um, yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know. I, For me, it was something that initially I enjoyed like telling people like share, you know, felt like sharing rugby culture. Like, no, there's cool stuff about this sport. One thing is respect, you know, you're set up for the kicks and that's cool. Uh, And I I always felt that way. But then I heard, I can't remember who now. It was was last season, I think toward the beginning of the season, one of the guys, kickers in the league got interviewed. And he said like, he's like, I don't care. I think it's cool. You know, like it's great that Americans don't aren't following the rules. They're doing their own thing. Yeah, Which no. Very point. American, right? Yeah. Like we're gonna cowboy up and just do whatever we want because that's you know America, super cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I I still can't decide either. So I'm kind of glad that you guys are torn. Nobody can can really make up their minds. It's yeah. like um, answering for each other. If your brother was not a professional rugby player, what would he be doing?
4: Uh um, well. Alex is easy. He's got a job. <laughs> he's it. would be selling houses. Alex is a real estate agent, um, raw real estate agent. But I love to hear answer. I really had a um a pretty good. I really had a uh, you know secure job while I've been playing rugby. I've just kind of been doing uh just whatever really. Yeah, Joe Joe is a bit of jack of all trades.
1: Um, he's he's quite good at coaching though. Um I've even been there when he's he's been coaching and I, I think he's I think he's got a bit of a neck for it. So young, young
4: kids, young kids, not a, oh, not a <laughs> i
0: like it. Maybe a career as a teacher for
4: you, Joe. Yeah, could be, maybe, could be. We'll see. That's a I still rewarding... gotta make I still gotta decide really.
0: Yeah. It's a rewarding and infuriating career. I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> um favorite road game, city trip. We know that like travel across the US is one of the cool things about MLR for a lot of the players. Um favorite if and if or maybe somewhere you haven't been yet that you you know you're looking forward
1: to but you haven't been in the US. What's
0: like a travel destination?
1: Um I'm I'm real keen on uh checking out Cape Cod when we get a chance. Ah, excellent. Um,
4: yeah, just go love to check out the beach and all that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm much the same. Uh, Cape Cod seems pretty... I had a little look last year. It was quite cool. Um, to be honest, I, I think uh, when, when I went down to Austin or we went down to Austin, that was a pretty cool trip. Um, just because, like, it, it was cool, uh, you know, bringing down a few few new players, um, especially in the starting fifteen. But then also like just the uh, facility we we're in, like it was nice to play on the grass pitch. Um, but then also the Austin city was quite cool. Uh, I had a little look around la- uh, the night after, that was also pretty cool. So probably up there for one of the best trips. Nice.
0: I haven't been to Austin myself, but I've only ever heard, you know, excellent excellent reviews. Yeah. So, and I know they like to keep it weird down there and that's my thing, yeah. so um, I'm <laughs> cool with Austin.
1: Yeah.
0: What about you, Alex, You like? what are you thinking?
1: Uh, Well, you said
0: Cape Cod. I wasn't sure if uh, there are any MLR cities that you are in love with. Personally, I'd love to hit San Diego again. I think it's a
4: beautiful city. 100%, actually. That's, that's, uh, I'm just disappointed. uh, Again, not going down there to play.
1: I've heard good things about San Diego. Yeah. And I I would love to get down and check that out, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, And Austin. Austin. Austin was pretty, was pretty cool. I think it'd be pretty hot this time of the year, but um, when we were there, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, it gets spicy down there. Um. All right, last little game from me. Uh, it's going to be a which one of you is game. So the first one was Better Driver, but we already had that answered. We know it's Joe. Joe's the, <laughs> Joe's the real man. So that, which yeah. one of you is more responsible?
4: You? Oh. Mm. Uh nah alex yeah, yeah. Alex. alex
0: all right all right
4: well he's more who, cautious yeah He'll who is
0: up. more cautious i like that that's what you want in a real estate agent you know you need that somebody <laughs> who actually is not
2: not yeah. gonna let you rush yeah. in a
0: little too quick uh who's the better cook
4: surely surely. we had to talk about we, this the we, other
1: we night have, we have we have our moments joe's an all right cook I, i've made some pretty good meals i'll go on this one yeah all right it. all right i like it who is faster
4: me <laughs> How far? Am I talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right you know eight i should meters, be I'm, 10 I'm about 10 kgs lighter so i should be faster yeah. we'd expect it
0: who is nerdier who's like you know who's the bigger dork who's reading all the time whatever that is to you who's the brainiac sure. um, i don't know
1: i'd say in- it's a bit of a tie
4: yeah it's a bit of a tie yeah so right. alex probably alex probably can hit the books a bit harder than but better than me um yeah. probably study a bit better than me too Alex studied a lot more than i did in my life so yeah probably we, we probably both, alex, both got a little bit of a nerdy side yeah both got a little bit of a nerdy side but yeah
0: like it like it's it. what we like to hear we like to keep it weird we keep it nerdy <laughs> who's a better singer Alex, <laughs> <Neither> <laughs> one. both shaking their head i love it who's funnier who's like who's cutting up at a party
4: um, depends how much drinks <laughs> 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 um i don't know i probably i don't know if i rate myself as a comedian but um that's a tough one too you yeah, have yeah. to ask but you have to ask everyone else so you ask it's on. On. Yeah.
0: that's fair that's fair <laughs> um all right last one who's more organized who's the
4: planner Ah, that's that's a tough one as well because it goes both ways i reckon it's sometimes he is sometimes i am if if if, if joe will start to take the lead then he'll do it all the way um which is great um (laughs) otherwise it's yeah whoever takes the lead at the start of yeah just plans the whole thing i think we're both good at it but when we know we don't have to do it and the other one's doing it, then we just, the yeah. other one's probably a liability.
0: Right? <laughs> Play a little chicken, you know, hope the other yeah. one takes it on. Yeah. I mean, that's a time honored tradition among brothers. You know, you yeah. ignore yeah. a problem, yeah. maybe somebody else <laughs> will take
4: care of it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Love it. Well, that's it for me. I know Phil probably has a few more things for you. really appreciate your time guys and, uh, love watching you out there on the field
4: together. Yeah,
1: Cheers, all, bro. With, Cheers,
4: awesome,
2: bro. all right, boys. Uh, before we get to one word association, um, I think, Joe, that you did this the last time you were on, but give us your yeah. best Boston accents, both of you.
4: <laughs> what did
2: I say the last time? Uh, I think like, you said, let's yeah. ride. I think you said yeah, that yeah. last time. You can
0: always go get a coffee. That's a popular yeah. one. Uh, coffee. <laughs> That's
4: pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty, pretty good, good, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, what was that one we
1: were doing a while ago? Park the car. Yeah, yeah, and that's the,
2: the classic. Park, Park the, the car and Nice, nice. Not bad. Not, not bad, bad. Not bad. We appreciate you guys playing along with that. Um, so now we're going to get into the storm along one word association here. So, yeah. um, I'll, I'll let Alex go first, and then Joe, you follow. Um, your one word when I say this, just you know, let me know what it is. Preferably, you know, have different words here, guys. So, uh, first one is New Zealand.
1: summer uh outside or yeah. there you go Green. tk boss legend
2: all right um, boston
1: fun, fun.
4: <laughs> creative from me
1: Vibrant.
4: Uh, <laughs> vibrant vibrant all
2: right, all right. waka hey eh? Waka.
0: Uh, a little, who's that? Uh,
1: man with a golden boot. There's another word for him, but I'll just call him cheeky.
2: <laughs> All right. Fenway Park.
1: Red Sox. Baseball.
2: <laughs> All right. Final one is Free Jacks.
4: oh um oh, man. brotherhood
2: Huzzah! all right yeah all right so we're warming up to that we love it uh we appreciate you boys being on here uh good fun as yeah, always and we're gonna say one word to get out of here in three two one huzzah huzzah, huzzah! woo all right, Rangers, tell us how we did. Send an email at jacksrangersshow at gmail.com. Get in touch with us on social media. Make sure you're liking and commenting on all of the graphics that we post throughout the week. And if you haven't subscribed on YouTube, please do that. We do have all of our video segments that go along with our audio segments with the podcast. So please head over to youtube.com, search for Jacks Rangers, and give us a like on the videos, comment, and subscribe. We're up to 51 subscribers, which we really appreciate but we know that number can be higher. So let's go ahead and hit that subscribe button. This has been a real fun one. I appreciate you guys riding along with us as always. Before we get out of here, I did want to mention on this day in American Revolutionary War history, the New England Restraining Act has made law with the signature of King George III. The act restricts the New England colonies from trading with any other countries besides Great Britain or her colonies and prevents colonists from entering the North Atlantic fisheries. These measures were enacted as a punishment to the colonies for their ban on trade with britain after the institution of the coercive acts and other resistance to parliament can't wait to see all the rangers out there at fort quincy this weekend remember to bring your kilts it is a kilt up weekend once again against new jersey i'll see you on friday so saddle up let's ride huzzah go free jacks beat new jersey Woo!